Mary Meet, and welcome to the Witchy Spellcast. This is Kara and Saya here to add a little bit more magic into your everyday life. Remember, if you like this podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Maybe even give us a five-star review. Or drop a comment to let others know what you like about the podcast. Let's make some magic. Welcome back, everyone. This week, we're going to talk about sewing. Yay! It's the best holiday. It really is absolutely what my entire year revolves around. <laughs> it's quite possibly my favorite holiday, too. I I thoroughly like Maybon because of, like, the homey and family aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But sewing just has, like, such a different feel and meaning and history to it that I, I love. Yeah. And it's so um, rich in, like, why it's celebrated. I think that's, like, the best part about it. Um, Because, like, growing up the way I did uh, in a really Christian household, you know, you're told, like, some bizarre things about about sewing (laughs) or Halloween. And you're, like, you figure out what it really is. And you're, like, wait a second. (laughs) Yeah, there is that huge misconnection like that. So big thing is that sewing and Halloween are kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Historically speaking, it practically is the same thing. It just like transformed just like any other pagan holiday. It evolved into what it is today because of other people taking it and like appropriating it and changing it to fit their needs like but uh, like Yule and Christmas yeah like Yule and Christmas which we, we will get into in December <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> uh, but like for sewing the big thing is sewing it means summer's end it means it's the final harvest of the season it's that last big like festival or celebration that happens mm-hmm. before winter hits So, and it's like the date of Halloween and so on. It's the same day, obviously, October 31st, but it didn't like, it's always been about that time back before the Georgian calendar started. It was always the midpoint between Maybon and Yule. Oh, so it's always for the Celts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for, For the Druids and the Celts back then like that, it was always the midpoint. And they they chose that midpoint based off of um, astrono- um, astronomical uh, things happening. So, like, where the stars were in the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how the Celts and the Druids did it. And then when the Georgian calendar happened, they, they decided on October 31st because it is exactly midpoint between Maybon and Yule. I actually didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's, that's why it's celebrated when it is. But it also coincides with the harvests, too, because, like, Lamas, which is August 1st, is mm-hmm. that first harvest. Maybon is the second harvest, and then Soen is our final harvest. So we get this uh, really interesting time because there's so much more that's happening at Soen than just. A- you there? I can't hear you. Hello. Oh, no. Well, I don't know what to do. I guess we're going to... Can you hear me? Yes. I don't know what happened, but my AirPods disconnected and then reconnected. And then when it... I didn't hear anything. 
connected for some reason it stopped like picking up my mic I don't know what just happened fun yeah so <laughs> that's it's great let me make sure that I'm gonna turn my bluetooth off of my computer because that might because I use my airpods on my computer too oh okay and it might have like Can... tried to pick it up from my computer I gotcha spooky okay yeah of course. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we should leave that in all right okay <laughs> where were we um so we were talking about how so it is the final harvest of the three during the harvest season okay yeah so you want to hear the history sure absolutely all right so historically Sowen was a, com- a huge community celebration by this time they have harvested their crops they've slaughtered the livestock that they would they wouldn't need in the spring to breed because they would only keep like cattle and uh, lambs and stuff like that that they would need to to breed more in the spring so that they could have a, a big you yeah, know yeah. season for the growing season mm-hmm. so they would they've already harvested and slaughtered and like put all this stuff up by this time like to to hopefully keep them through the entire winter and that was the the big thing they wanted to make sure that what they harvested was enough for the whole winter so the these communities uh, mostly druid communities and celtic communities back in this this Mm -hmm. time they could feel the doors to the other world shifting open on during this time too so like it's used to be a three-day celebration What happened? <laughs> so, well, we can still celebrate it for three days, obviously. Yeah. But um, so that's so the reason that it is is the veil starts thinning the day before Halloween mm-hmm. or so in, and the day after it, it starts to thin back, like to go back together, basically, or close yeah. on the day yeah. after. So it's so you the thinnest. It's fully open. Yeah, it's it's at its thinnest at its peak on the thirty first. Mm-hmm. So. During this celebration, they they knew that this doorway opened and invited spirits spirits to travel through. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just their ancestors that they realized that was traveling through and other wandering spirits, but even the Fae was crossing. Oh, fun. And we love them. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. I think they're so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they do. They, they cross over. So these communities, they would gather at a bonfire mm-hmm. that they the bonfire was set from like the wood from every single house in the village. Oh, that's cool. So they would collect the wood from each house. And this is where trick-or-treating comes oh, from. Okay. They would, they would wear masks and face paint. So the spirits in the Fae wouldn't harm them or bother them or cause they, it was a way to trick the spirits and Fae into thinking that they were like, also like, like camouflage. Fae. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Got it. So they would, they would cover their face in like paint and masks and then they would go door to door collecting wood for the bonfire that is amazing I love everything about this right now I had no idea (laughs) yeah so that's where trick-or-treating comes from basically so that that was where you're dressed up to trick the spirits and you're going around getting wood for this huge treat of a bonfire and food yes so so (laughs) so during the bonfire they would extinguish the fires in all of the hearths from every house in the community. So the only fire that was there was the big bonfire in the middle of the community. Oh, spooky. I love it. And 
so during this, they celebrated abundance mm-hmm. and hoped that their um, their crops and their stores of food would last them through the winter. They feasted. They got plastered. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm keeping and that tradition during, alive. <laughs> right? And during all this, they practiced divination. Uh, because of Soen being the new year for the Celts and traditionally now continuing to be the new year for Wicca and other pagans who celebrate these holidays mm-hmm. and celebrate that wheel of the year. So they practiced divination to help them prepare for the new year. Like what was, what were they going to get in the new mm-hmm. year and all this other fun Which stuff. I'm sure was a lot easier uh, due to the veil being really thin. <laughs> the yeah, and and probably didn't take a lot of energy it is like it does any other not time. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Like it divination on sewin is the best time to practice <laughs> divination. <laughs> like um and then what was really fun is at the end of this bonfire after they celebrated each member of the community would take a branch that still had embers from the fire and go and light the hearth for their home. Oh, I like that. So that they had yeah, they had a community. To, they bring the community together with the flame of the bonfire. I like that. Yeah, and that's that's what Selen was. Man, once upon a time, it was it was a big party that a whole community got together with. They painted their face so the fae and the other spirits wouldn't bother them, and they drank and practiced divination. I feel like that's a lot of <laughs> Celtic holidays or Druid holidays. A lot of the old ones are just like, yeah, we uh, needed a reason to get hammered and yeah. <laughs> we wanted to invite the spirits and the gods and so we didn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. Like, I, that's one of the reasons why I love sewing so much is because it is, it's this time of just fun and almost debauchery in a way, but yeah. at the same time, you're celebrating, you're celebrating the abundance that you have <laughs> And hoping that the abundance that you have will help you through the winter, too. So there's that. And so if we if we translate that into now and how we celebrate now, because obviously most of us don't have livestock and crops. Right. <laughs> Forgot um, those back a couple hundred years. <laughs> yeah. So most of us don't have the need to uh, thank for abundance of food for the winter because we can just go to the grocery store at any time which is something that we take for granted for sure absolutely (laughs) now it's become the divination thing is still a very very big thing yeah but it's also a big time for uh respecting and honoring your ancestors i love that so part of the feast that would happen historically mm-hmm. and something that most practicing pagans that still practice so in today do is to set a place for your ancestors. Oh, a dumb supper. During the feast. I've, I, yeah. I, tell, I do like, that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's one of the many things I do on so in, aside from giving candy to small children and scaring them and it being totally fine, which is one of my favorite things. <laughs> um, besides that and getting... A little bit tipsy or watching movies or whatever um i cook and i always have one extra plate and i a long time ago like when i was in high school a friend of mine did this in front of me and she referred to it as a dumb supper which yep. i'm not sure if that's, that's what's okay. called I, say, I don't know if that's right that's what it's called yep but um yep dumb supper so she <laughs> said that she had set this plate for her grandmother 
and as like you know to honor her and because it was her favorite foods and all this and I was like that's amazing please teach me more she did I and have ever since just kind of done that yeah yeah it's it's wonderful it's because your ancestors can come yeah, to all the way, yeah. right? So you want you want to set a place for them to honor them, and it's it's similar to uh, uh, the Mexican tradition of Day mm-hmm. of the Dead, where they also they do something similar where they honor their ancestors. And I don't think it's on the thirty first; it's around. The, I'm not entirely like I, I, sure about it. I'm not sure if it's one of those holidays that changes days. It's like the third Friday of you know what I mean. Yeah, it's in October. It's around when Halloween yeah. would be, uh, but it, it's a similar thing because because the veil is so thin during this yeah. time. I really think so. I'm sorry, this is just an observation. I think that most this is magical based religions. <laughs> it sounds dumb. Uh, all recognize that during that time, the the veil of the afterlife and all of that is really thin. I, it's it, there's too many that do something similar around the same time, and have for for years yeah. to to not mean something. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you heard yeah. that. I turned my heater off. <laughs> it was getting it's too like hot. A microwave. <laughs> it was getting too hot in here. No, it's you're microwave. fine. You're um, fine. No worries. Yeah, it it is. It's really an interesting thing to think about all these other traditions and uh, yeah. cultures that they kind of meet in the middle at saying that October 31st or around October 31st, the veil is very thin and it is the time to honor your ancestors. Mm-hmm. I also, um, it's also, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, it's also <laughs> a really good time to honor um, any kind of deity that you have that uh, like corresponds with the dead or the afterlife. Like for me, it's a good time to honor Hades and uh, Thanatos Yes, uh, and Persephone because she's there during this time. Uh, so I will yep. generally uh, leave uh, money or food or you know something that I associate with those entities or deities on on my altar. I tend for them. to, yeah, I tend to make sure that part of my feast for Sowen mm-hmm. incorporates pomegranates in mm-hmm. some way for Persephone because while I am Wicca and they typically go with the Celtic gods, I don't know the Celtic gods. They didn't ever resonate with me very well. So I do work with the Greek gods. Um, And Persephone is one of those God goddesses that she, you know, you want to honor for her because more so for Persephone during this time than other ones, other, any other goddess in my opinion, because she not only is she, a goddess that works in that dimension but she's also a goddess of spring yeah. so if you want to bring abundance through the winter why not ask a goddess of spring yeah. to help of, you of new that, growth right yeah yeah yes and she's she's probably one of the best ones to really like look at during this yeah. time and ask for guidance from during this time yeah. and of course you have to thank Hades like it's like a rule <laughs> yeah i mean the veil to his world is open because basically he's like okay fine whatever (laughs) so be it yeah it's been this way forever yeah it's just one of those he's also got so much work to do like (laughs) he's just like what fine fine you want to party (laughs) go (laughs) because because that's how he is in in my perspective 
He's 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 like yeah. this really swamped banker who's who's got papers yeah. everywhere. But- <laughs> Absolutely. I think that uh webtoon lore what is it lore yeah. like this or Yeah. That's what's called. yeah. I think it portrays Hades perfectly. I, I, I would agree <laughs> to that. Uh yeah, I think it's the perfect portrayal of Hades. <laughs> uh side note. I did I did a uh, guided meditation once and um I like drew what I saw afterwards. I'd made a TikTok about it, whatever. And the one I did of Hades is like he's basically just like a bust. And he's got no expression. He's just like dead eyed. <laughs> like when I was in the meditation, he was like, "Fine, I've done this a million times. Draw your image." I'm just like, "Okay." <laughs> and he's just like, "Where is your chisel?" I'm like, "I don't. I have a stylus <laughs> and an iPad." <laughs> uh, Everyone else was goodness. fine. He was just like, "I don't. Whatever." Like he couldn't be bothered with it. He's he's like he's that uh person who doesn't understand technology very well but he's welcoming to it like he's he understands the point it's like oh yeah oh god we have to use this all right but i don't want to learn it yeah (laughs) he's like (laughs) did someone else do it for me (laughs) it's like teaching your grandma how to use zoom i'm sorry hades i'm really sorry (laughs) but it's really accurate i love my grandma if that means anything I'm sorry. Okay, that was really sidetracked. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, other than like gods and the goddesses and like giving thanks to them, which is always always something that you want to do at any mm-hmm. high holiday or any time that you're doing any kind of ritual, you should always like know which god or goddess that would help you along yeah. with that. Be it whatever pantheon you work with, there is a god or goddess for yeah. that <laughs> kind of thing. There is. Um, I wish I knew the Celtic, like, I know the Celtic, like, lore and everything. Like, I just don't know the gods and goddesses. And I feel like that's something that I really, I know some of yeah. them, but I feel that's really lacking for me. And that's something that I need to put on my spiritual goal list. I can understand that. But another thing that's great for Sewin to do is past live meditation. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Because the veil yeah, is so that thin. Makes sense. I've I've never done it's one. It's a good time to try to, yeah, to try to connect to your past life. The last time I tried to do one was at your house. That someone that we had. Oh, that's right. Um, I do remember that was a that was the last time I tried, and it would not like the if you remember the meditation. I all I remember from it is bare feet in snow, blood all around, and then my uh familiar, my spirit mm-hmm. animal the fox looking up at me and pushing me back and says you're not ready yet and I wake up and every time that I try to do a past life meditation like one of my spirit animals stops me so and I try every year (laughs) I think eventually like they'll either let me do it or or I'll just give up I don't know (laughs) doing meditation for your past lives it's a great time to do it if your spirit animals or your spirit guardians however you want to put them mm-hmm. uh, allow you to do it and, and also <laughs> if you're it, you, I think it's something you have to be in the right mental state to do because some of the times when you uh, do these kind of meditations you see things that are not good yeah or you see well, your own death cases, and it's not 
the best. That's the thing. <laughs> when you're doing, typically, you don't just see a happy, happy-go-lucky, like, oh, this was your past life. No, you see the death of your past yeah. life when you're doing meditation. So then you have to kind of work backwards from there. Yeah. And while most people, they, they kind of have an idea of like how many past lives they might have had, they don't necessarily know what, what they are or what they were yeah. unless they had a, a successful past life meditation. So I've had a past life dream. Uh, it was way back when my dreams were really out of hand and I was like dream walking like a crazy person. Mm. And I was on like the top of this mountain and there were like people all around me and like I was laying down on like this like uh I don't want to say a bed because it was like made out of stones it was like a platform kind of thing and I could Mm -hmm. see all of this from like third person like up in the air kind of deal and like there was this like big black spot in the center of my chest it literally looked like someone put an ink pen over (laughs) over it I was like nope can't see that (laughs) uh but I I'm gonna assume because of how vivid that was I don't want to get into gross details uh that that's one of my past lives was probably that (laughs) which yeah it kind of felt like some sort of sacrificial slaughtering spook thing and it quite possibly was (laughs) (laughs) so like definitely be in the right headspace if you're going to do uh, any sort of like deep meditation especially when it comes to past lives or any kind of death or you know even if you're doing divination to like contact your loved ones in the afterlife you really have to be careful and be prepared and be protected it's like the most important thing (laughs) well anytime anytime you're doing any kind of meditation like that you need to to start with a like a grounding and a protection kind of thing yeah is i think you have to understand when you meditate you are extremely vulnerable to spiritual yes. energy things. Uh, and sometimes maybe not the best energy or spirits are around you. And it's it's very important <laughs> to be safe and be protected and, you know, light some candles, wear some amethyst. <laughs> yeah. Make sure, yeah. Whenever you're doing any kind of thing like that, you definitely Yeah, <laughs> it, it's very important. It's, <laughs> yeah, sorry. like I can't stress it enough. Absolutely. And if you're going to mess with Ouija boards during sewing or during Halloween, same rules uh, as before. Make a circle, light your (laughs) candles, do the salt, do the sage, do the amethyst, all of those things that you read about or see in movies that they don't do or maybe do. Do those things. Always say goodbye, etc. Close the door after you leave their house kind of deal. Walk out backwards, wipe your hands, like it's a whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's a for sure. Whole thing. <laughs> there, there are other things you can do. Though. Exactly. Like, if you don't want to deal with the dead, you don't want to deal with past lives, you want to do divination, that's great. And if you if you want to do divination and you don't want to fuck with entities yeah. during the divination, uh, divine for your new calendar year. Divine how is the rest of, how is the winter going to be for me? That That's the kind of thing. If you're going to pull tarot, yeah pull tarot to ask the universe how is the winter what guidance do i do, need for the winter what do i need things like do that. yes or no questions with a pendulum or a dice yeah uh odds yes even no you know it's if there are other ways to to uh practice divination without 
uh, yeah. contacting other things. Absolutely. And if there's other spell work that you want to do something else spell work wise, uh, it's a great time for releasing or banishing things that yeah. are holding you back or you're holding on to. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to get rid of bad habits. It's also a great time to re-up your protection spells. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, I need to do that. Yes, I do too. I, I haven't I haven't done that in a hot minute, actually. I actually may just yeah. change the house and start over with energy. Yeah, I, I'm starting to feel the uh, protection spells to keep the uh, ghosts in my on my property out of the house. I'm starting to feel it slip, so I definitely need to do that before. So yeah, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My house is very. Haunted. I have actually never lived in uh, a not, haunted the, house. not the house. I've lived in a haunted house all my life. Um, and we've lived in multiple houses no seriously we've lived in multiple houses and they have always been haunted in some way Um, my father was in the military so we moved around a lot Mm -hmm. and I think the most most haunted house was when we lived in Kansas it was the same place so the area that we lived the the military base we lived in was where Colonel Mustard you know who is that a real person (laughs) yeah (laughs) I have no idea I might not mustard custard oh okay i was like i thought that was a clue character moving on okay go on i don't know anything about him that's where he made his last stand in one of the wars i can't remember which one i i went on every single tour when we lived there about it and i can't remember for the life of me but it is the most haunted military base because there's so much death that happened there oh, i gotcha and so while the houses that we lived in were newly built houses the land was still pretty saturated mm-hmm. So our our house that we lived in in Kansas, this was the this is when the Ouija board thing happened. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, that makes plenty of sense now, though. Yeah, the house we lived in, we had this upstairs closet, and every morning my mom would turn the light off and shut the door to this closet. Mm-hmm. Every morning, no one touched this closet. Every day we come came home from school, nobody would be home at, all day. Mm-hmm. We came home, that door was open, that light was on. Maybe just leave it on and open. Um, we would shut it and we would shut the light off and like shut the door every single day. And it like multiple times it would get so bad that like my little brother refused to sleep in his room because it was right beside that closet. Oh, see, no Mm ma'am. Yeah. So he would sleep on the couch. My, yeah, my little brother slept on the couch for most of his life because he would not sleep in, in a bedroom after that. Well, that makes Um, plenty of sense. So much so, yeah. So much so when we moved here where we're at Mm -hmm. now. His first bed wasn't a bed. It was a couch. Like, because he had gotten so used to sleeping on a couch. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Because, yeah. And um, so there would be, so I moved into that room. Mm-hmm. And I started having, like, terrible nightmares. And I, that's when I started practicing, actually, huh. was in this house. We started practicing um, Wicca in this house. Very, um, and after we, very Amityville horror vibe going on. <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, kind of, I guess. That's really um, scary. It, like, when we first moved in, like, we really, like, you know, nothing in this all started happening. And you could hear people walking up and down the stairs all night long. And at this point, we we didn't have as many dogs as we do now. Like, we had maybe two dogs. Mm-hmm. And they were would be locked up in someone's bedroom. Oh, good. So it wasn't the dogs. <laughs> we didn't have any cats at the time. Like, but it was heavy footsteps. And it wouldn't be anybody else because they would be asleep. Because one time I was like, I heard it and I thought it was my dad coming home because mm-hmm. he was uh, in the field. 
And I got up because I was really excited. I was like, I hadn't seen my dad in a week. And I got up and I walked to the staircase and flipped the light on and there was nobody there. Oh, and my dad wasn't home. No, thanks. That is. Yeah. So... <laughs> that being said. So... Yeah. So in Halloween, so that... October 31st, if you're going to do this, protect yourself. <laughs> so that yes. stuff doesn't come into your house and cause yeah, a ruckus. Um... I, I highly recommend if you live in a haunted, as, as I have lived in a haunted house all my life, mm-hmm. and the place I live now, the house isn't haunted, the land is haunted. Mm-hmm. That's that's just, we put a new house in, but the old house that we have in front of ours, that's still there, yeah. it is very haunted. Oh, it, and it, it, it is not vibes. bad vibes. It is not a good haunting. No. That's the thing. So the, uh, the foundation of that house is actually a one-room schoolhouse. Oh, great. Yeah, so the the cinder block foundation is from a one room schoolhouse, and then everything else was like added onto it after um, it became a house, and it's been a house for quite some time. Like my grandparents bought it, yeah, um, and it was already a house when they bought it. And our air element in our coven, she has actually witnessed this same thing when she stayed up there before with my brother. There are it's haunted by little kids. Ew, creepy. I'm sorry. Yeah, which makes it worse. That is which makes so it much worse. worse. Yeah, no. Because the vibe I get yeah. when I walk past that place is not of children. It's an older, angry woman. There, There is a lady in white, too. So, like, I don't get children at all. And Oh, there are children. Children um, freak me out. Anyway, we, <laughs> dead alive. When we first... Yeah, right. When we first moved back here, after my dad got uh, discharged from the military, mm-hmm. we were living in the old house while we waited for the one we're in now to get put mm-hmm. in. And... um. I was sleeping on a cot in the living room and I was, uh, the TV was off and I could hear what my brother was listening to on his TV. And it was the only other noise that was happening in the house. Everybody was asleep. It was like two o'clock in the morning. And I like, I couldn't get to sleep. Like something had woke me up. I, I just couldn't get back to sleep. And then like all the hair on my body just like stood straight up oh. and I got really cold oh. and I like, I burrowed into my blanket a little bit more. And then I heard laughing like oh no thank you and (laughs) I like I shot up and I looked around I looked at my brother who was sleeping on the couch beside me and he was still fast asleep because at this point he was a kid like he was in elementary school and I like I stopped and I listened and I could hear what my brother was was watching he was watching um Dragon Ball Z so there it wasn't like kids laughing in it and I I was like what the what what just happened? And then I heard it again, but closer. Oh, because it, it started in the li- in the kitchen. Nothing. And it got closer. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps. And I immediately like curled up into a ball, and I just started whispering, "Go away, go away, go away. You're not welcome. Go away, go away, go away." <sighs> and then, like, I heard little footsteps running past me, and out the door. I can't. You've and, given me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but that actually happened. Like, and so I was telling this to our air, our air element. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, no, you're not crazy. I heard it when I spent the night with your mo- brother one night. And he said to me, Don't worry, it's just the kids that haunt this house. Because oh. <laughs> apparently he's heard it too. Love that. And then, yeah. And then the, the lady in white who is very vicious. Yeah. I'm pretty certain the kids aren't actually kids. They're something oh, else. See, that's why I don't like kid um, spirits because they're never kid spirits. They're always something worse. Exactly. Um, little trickster goblins or little. I 
chance. No. I I 100% believe thought that what I had saw was a dream. Not that time, but this time, mm-hmm. this other uh this instance with the lady in white. I 100% thought that this was a dream that I had had. I had looked out my window in the new house. We were in the new house at this point. Mm-hmm. I had looked out my window and saw a tall woman wearing white like period clothing mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know a settler kind of like white gauzy dress right okay and she was standing by the fence in the backyard to the the horse area oh, yeah she was standing there like looking down at something and then like I was like what the f- what is this and then I looked away and I looked back and she had a little boy and a little girl holding her hand and they were closer oh and I was like no, uh-uh. go away. No, no. What are you doing? Again, I thought this was a dream. So it was like really like like you thought you were lucid dreaming. I thought I was dreaming. having a dream. Like I thought I was having a dream. Oh. And um and I was like go away, go away, go away. And so I like I thought I'd woken up. Like I literally thought this was a dream. And later that day I was telling my little brother about I was saying like I had this really weird dream. There was like these little kids that were in period clothing. He was in the lady in white, right? Oh my god. And I said I was like, no, 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 it was a dream. And he goes, no, 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 it wasn't because I saw it too. Oh my God. We're going to have a ghost story episode, man. Like, (laughs) you're killing me. You're going to, oh yeah, like, we have, well, what's the point of a sewing episode if you're not going to talk ghost stories? So here's here's (laughs) the downside to this is I've only ever had one experience and it was told on a different podcast. but whatever um i have (laughs) never had like a close interaction that's paranormal the only paranormal experience i've ever had was from like 300 yards away and it was just me and this entity alone in a city basically anyway (laughs) (laughs) here's here's the worst part about ghost stories and me is i get way too uh overly aware of now everything like I'm currently aware of the trees (laughs) in the window behind me moving a lot while you're talking and I'm like oh no yeah here we go I'm not ready I've seen too many scary movies (laughs) and I just yeah (laughs) like I'm sitting (laughs) yeah what's worse is where I'm sitting the window in front of me is facing the old house so that's all I can see I will send you a picture after please don't what my view is (laughs) oh it's 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 a fall picture what are you talking about <laughs> yeah except i'm gonna zoom into a window and see a scary lady's face <laughs> no you won't because the only window that i'm seeing has a mattress uh up against okay it, so you actually can't oh thank god that's probably why though you're yeah. gonna take the picture oh, of the yeah, mattress it's it. gonna fall like it's gonna be a whole thing anyway i'll cry <laughs> <laughs> it's so odd. but that could it could also be the bobcat that lives in the old house, but you, know. you got ghosts, you got goblins, you got small children, you got bobcats. Girl, yeah, there's a bobcat that lives up in, in my yard oh my somewhere. God. The beauty of living out in the country. Like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> well, fact. I mean, I did have to almost fight a raccoon yesterday, so. <laughs> oh, I, I have to scare off a possum every morning I go to work. But they're so cool. <laughs> he lives under our pores. They're uh, underneath our porch. North America's only marsupial is the possum. Mm-hmm. So be kind. Anywho. Oh, they're they're <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Man. Oh. I've... Halloween, everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's 
my favorite time. I love the scary stories. Though, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Right. I like, love, I love the ghost story. stories. I love hearing a good ghost story. Like, I really do. So here's a quick one. I love hearing a good one. Here's a quick one. Didn't happen to me, but I was there when it happened. Me, my fiance, okay. and my sister-in-law are walking our dogs. And on the street where we live is um, where Jim Morrison's parents lived and where he was conceived. Mm-hmm. We turned down the, co- it's a corner lot. So we turned down the corner to like make our loop. And my yeah. sister-in-law looks past me because I'm standing beside her. And my fiance is in front of me. Sister-in-law looks past me and starts waving. And I turn and she's, there's like a car in a parking lot. And I'm like, who are you waving at? And she was like, that guy. I was like, what guy? And she's like, her eyes got really big. And like, it, <laughs> she, like all of the blood drained out of her face, like her lips were even like discolored. And she was like, you didn't see that guy? He was an African-American guy <laughs> wearing a red shirt, blue jean shorts and a cap. What do you mean you didn't see him? It was clear as day. I was like, Sam, there's no one there. Oh my goodness. And um, <laughs> so the funny thing is, w- when we were walking down our street, uh, we were talking about the vehicle that was in the in the parking lot because it's the same make model as hers. Yeah. And no one didn't see anybody going towards this vehicle. And then we turned down and she's like, there's a person there. There's, she got really upset that we didn't see it. And like, I'm kind of upset that I didn't see it because like, pff, I'm standing right beside you. <laughs> yeah so it's it's weird yeah it's it's weird when like things happen near you and you don't get to experience it she's such a logical person like she's very oh yeah like oh yeah try to explain it out try to she's a doctor she's a surgeon like yeah Yeah. so she's like the 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 last person i would expect to see ghost well those are my favorite people who oh yeah she's a full-blown because like they they like freak out yeah it was, it was wonderful. <laughs> but I, I really want you to come up and visit around Halloween next year. Yes, I would love because to. I want to take you. I want to take you to the insane asylum. I've been. I've been to Weston. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to. I want you to experience it with me, because things always happen when I go. So I went and toured uh, <laughs> the seclusion area, mm-hmm. and then saw like the refurbished area, and I took a picture. I have no idea where this picture is, but I took a picture of the um the reconstructed area that looks like it did in the 50s and in the picture is like it kind of looks like an orb not gonna lie but it's a moving blur and when you zoom in it looks like an old man's face but the thing is it's at the bottom of a wheelchair ramp about four feet off the ground and it's just this old man's face looking straight at you but it's kind of like if it was to be pulled down into the left it's like dragging looking um yeah spooky very very spooky oh yeah <laughs> especially because i didn't see it we... until i was back in the bus going through <laughs> all of my pictures and then i was like holy yeah. moly there's an old man in a wheelchair here <laughs> that i was standing yeah, like three try... feet from <laughs> we try to go every year i would love to um, we should do that i i i don't know if i'm gonna get to go this year because of baby but yeah. um i would like to try my little brother works there oh now. okay he's He's one of the actors in the haunted house. Can't do that, but we can do all the tours. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like the, I don't like the haunted house, but he is he does work there as an actor for the haunted house. But the the tour is my favorite part because it, every every year it doesn't matter what tour we go on, we always end up in the lobotomy room, and I always have the 
most intense experiences in the lobotomy room. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time we went, I didn't know it was the lobotomy room. And we got in there and I immediately started getting a, a headache right in my eye, oh. like right in the corner of my eye and my he- like back. And I was like, I was like holding my head and trying to listen to the person talk and everything. And my husband's like, you okay? And I said, my head hurts. And I had said it, I had whispered it. I didn't think I'd said it very loud. And the tour guide just stopped. Oh, God. I was like, where does your head hurt? And I said, like, right here. And I pointed, like, in the corner of my eye. And I was like, it's just, like, dragging backwards, like, oh. sharp. And, like, everybody just stops and is, like, looking at me and everything. And so, so that's embarrassing, right? Well. Because, like, I was also getting really nauseous, so too. So similar thing happened to me <laughs> on the tour I did. Uh, we went into a room where this person had, like, brutally killed some other patients with like a bedpost yeah. or something oh yeah yeah that we went into that I walked in too. there and I threw up yeah like it, like it was like I threw up in my mouth but whatever like I got sick that you know and like, the tour guide was like are you okay really... and I'm like absolutely not I need to leave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes like the tour guide was looking at me he's like are, are you gonna be okay and I was like I, I will be like it's fine it just it just started as soon as we walked in and like the, uh, the rest of the tour is like looking at me like <laughs> concerned yeah. and everything and he goes well it's interesting you say that have you ever been here before I said no this is my first time and he goes well this is the lobotomy room this Ooh. is where they perform lobotomies and like everybody just kind of stepped back away from oh me my God. <laughs> and I was like are you fucking kidding experience me right now? a residual so, like, lobotomy like, Oh. right and like I whip my head around and I swear to god I saw like a figure like a hollow-eyed figure in oh. the window behind no. me and I was like Mm-mm. no thanks like, oh motherfucker <laughs> like I was just like oh my god just, just, can we can we continue like <laughs> oh that's oh man yeah please experience something when I we have to do like the full thing next the spend the night yeah, thing next next Halloween because that's something I've always I, wanted to do yes it's so expensive it though. is but, but I think to spend the entire night there is so exciting. Like, it just sounds so much does, fun. Isn't it? <laughs> I, I think uh, whenever I went, they said, like, if you want to do overnight, it's X amount of dollars. But if you chicken out, like, I think you get, or if you do it, there's, like, some no, sort of dare. So, so it's $100 per person. Okay. Unless you get, you have, like, a party of eight or more or something like that, then it's a reduced price. Mm-hmm. If you can stay the entire night, you get your money back. See, I'm I'm too frugal to let a ghost kick me out of my $80. (laughs) Yeah, you either get all of it back or you get most of it back. Yeah. Like Like you either get like half of it back or like, uh, or I can't remember. They change it every year, but nobody actually spends the whole night. That's the thing. And I love a good challenge. Yeah, they confidently say this because they have not had a single person spend the entire night there. You trying to break a record? Like, I hey, I do right? it. Let's do it. Bring it. We bring enough crystals and salt. We'll exactly. Be <laughs> I'll bring crystals, salt, sage, more salt, pepper, paprika. You name an herb. I'll bring it. <laughs> I'll bring. I'll bring a sprig of sage with me. Don't even plant guy will come and he'll have a whole plant on his right. person. Just <laughs> bring the pot and everything, bro. <laughs> like straight up and we have a friend who is very skeptical about the whole thing like he's skeptical about like magic witchcraft all of it like he's so skeptical because he's a very right brain person mm-hmm. much like your sister-in-law oh, like yeah. doesn't doesn't believe in any of this stuff like he'll listen 
and he didn't believe in tarot readings at all for the longest time until I did a tarot reading for Loki and he was sitting there and he knew the entire situation yeah. like we all knew the, the whole situation that we were we were reading for the tarot for and as I'm reading the tarot for Loki our friend like slowly starts sinking lower and hiding himself like he looks scared <laughs> like he 100% looks scared and he looks at me like you're the devil like what are you doing of course <laughs> like, I'm the not devil that he believes in that kind of thing <laughs> yeah like not that he believes in any of that he doesn't even believe in religion oh, honestly gotcha. he's a scientist through and gotcha. through and like that was the only time I've even gotten him close to believing it he'll listen he's very intrigued by it like because he likes to learn yeah but every time I bring up, let's go to the asylum, let's spend the night, he's like, I'm not going to see anything. There won't be any, any ghosts there. And we went last year with him. And, like, every time I would feel something, I'd, like, grab his shoulder and, I, and he'd, like, look at me funny. I'm like, you didn't feel that. And he goes, no. And I was like, open your mind, dude. Yeah, that's, like, that's the part thing. Part of the reason yeah part of the reason people don't have these experiences, and of course, if you don't want to have these experiences, by all means, you know. Yeah, you but, can shut that part down, like. Yeah, but if you want to have these experiences, you have to have an open mind. Yeah, that is a really big key. Or be willing, yeah, or be willing to let that kind of thought process grow in your head or and, like, and a, join you. Another thing <laughs> is like, it's hard to unlearn that you, that nothing exists outside of, you know, X, Y, Z. So like yeah. in Christianity, you're taught, at least I was, Nothing exists except God, the devil, and some demons. And if you experience anything like what you're talking about, you're experiencing a demon. And that's bad. Yeah. And there's nothing else it could be besides a bad thing. Yeah. And so you're taught, like, don't experience that. It's a, it's like, did you hear that? No. Hmm. Okay. Because <laughs> so, it sounded like... um. Oh no, I didn't hear it. Okay, Dude, uh, moving on then. When I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this right now. When I edit this podcast, I cut out so much chatter. I really do, and I don't know if it's feedback or other things like the Faye episode. There was so much feedback. I don't even like. I left some of some of it in because I was like, I can't. Like, it's like underneath our voices. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's like they want to interject, and I'm even saying that I'm, I've just got goosebumps, and it. I live in the south, and it's like 80 degrees. Yeah, I'm freezing. We had our first frost last Oh, night. nice. <laughs> it's cold. We're getting cold up here. <laughs> but, you know, you're, if you want to experience something like that during sewing, besides being protected, you have to open your mind to accept the experiences that are given to you or that you're allowed to experience by whatever energy entity yeah. that is allowing and you to. 100% if you're okay with that or you're interested in that kind of thing do it yeah absolutely try to experience that stuff it, it is it, it's a great story it makes a great it's story really uh, but on top of that like it it grows you as a person too yeah. and because everything that we do magic wise is for growth is for personal growth mm -hmm. and spiritual growth and to help us like grow if you have these experiences that you can't really explain it helps you open your mind it helps your your creative thought processes yeah grow as well yeah. because it so opening your mind to this also so it's like back when we did the the Faye episode you opened my mind to the possibility of things I experienced as a child 
maybe yeah. maybe being something else which you know I had never that that connection was never made uh, until then so um yeah very cool very cool yeah. stuff yeah yeah <laughs> like I I love I love sewing because the veil is so thin it is it's so much fun to like have that moment it's scary too like I wouldn't fuck with a Ouija board obviously right. but if I wanted if I wanted to have a little bit of a scary experience and kind of bring my adrenaline up and get that like connection I'll go up to my old house like I'll walk outside <laughs> I'll literally just go outside yeah, I'll just go outside and but and that's another thing that you can do on sewing though like go outside yeah connect with nature yeah. ground yourself walk around I barefoot love to... in some dirt yes. that's the best thing in the world yes I love doing that on sewing it's actually I a, love grounding our icon is you grounding yes it is from uh <laughs> two sewings ago so I mean full circle connection there <laughs> Right? Yeah, that picture was from two two sewings ago. Me grounding. It's, it's hard to ground Absolutely. here because uh, it's all sand, and so like it's always shifting, always changing, and so it, it's really hard to like find some good, some good earth to like sink your feet into. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> you you want that grass. You want grass. Yeah. And soil, which it, like unfortunately doesn't exist where I live. So like, well, yeah. You can still do it with sand because you can also like get that that energy from the water because water is such a powerful energy yeah, and yeah, like, it's a different kind of energy I, that I I'm trying to get for for this type of year. Yeah, 2020 has been been energy is. enough. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, but um, but something that we do have to mention about this sewing, this particular sewing is is the fact it'll be a blue moon. Oh. Okay. Yes, it's the second full moon of October, which makes it a blue moon. Um, it's literally a once in a blue moon sewing. Yes, because uh, it doesn't, full moons don't fall on sewing very often. And when it does, it's a very powerful one. So my advice is definitely do some full moon magic because it'll be powerful as all get Ooh, out. Make some moon water. Some water yes. Made. yes, it's going to be a powerful moon water. And I'm definitely going to do yeah. that. But um, do some moon work. Do some full moon work uh, on sewing for sure. Because it's going to be a powerful one. Yeah. With the, the energies from the veils being thin wow. and the energy from sewing in general on top of a blue moon energy. It's going to be some really interesting like lin like things lining up yeah. to give you some really powerful energies. On top of that, Venus is very visible right now. I don't know if she's going to stay visible until sewing, but she is very visible right now too. So use that energy as well. And if you don't know what we're so, talking about, there are plenty of online resources to find out what uh, stars mean, what things and what they correspond to uh, in, in whatever uh, pantheon you're practicing, or even if you're not practicing with a pantheon, what they mean to yep. you personally. Uh, there's, what is it? Uh, Astro Cafe. Uh, you can yep. get your birth chart, and those things are really, really oh. accurate. Um, what's the uh, What's the app that we use? Oh, hang on. Yeah, because I I can't remember. I recommend that app wholeheartedly if you want to get into uh, astrology, which we will have an episode on astrology. Oh, that's CoStar. Sorry, I have two. CoStar, okay. yeah. Um, CoStar, right, but yeah, yeah, highly recommend CoStar. CoStar. Really good. Um, for, for getting into astrology but 
100% because it gives you an accurate birth <laughs> yeah. chart, which is really hard to do if you don't know somebody who does birth charts. Yeah, so trust me, <laughs> I, I recommend, yeah, I recommend very, very, very highly CoStar. It's a free app. Yeah. I'm pretty it sure. Is. I don't, I don't know if there's any like in-app charges or anything like that, but again, um, not sponsored. No, because it's free. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> sponsored by anything. We're just here chatting about things we like and enjoy. Yeah. Um, but um, I'd say, uh, you know, if you're going to do anything magical, uh, this sew-in, this Halloween, definitely uh, do some research on what you're doing first and make sure yes. to be safe. And I think that's about it for me. Yep. Uh, always cast protection mm-hmm. when you're doing anything on a high holiday in general. Yeah. But someone specifically, especially this year, because one, 2020 has been crazy enough as it is. Agreed. And we've got we've got sewing happening on a full moon and a Saturday, which is great. Yeah. That means I actually can get to do stuff. But yeah. Anyway. So just practice, practice safe magic. Goodness gracious. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's just like everything else. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Yes. And, uh, um, you know, happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy sewing. We hope you have a good one. Uh, if you have any uh, ghost stories, send it in. Oh, yes, I please. love reading that stuff. I'll, I'll have like, uh, Cara read them to me, and then I'll get spooked, and then we'll make a like a whole thing about it. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. So if you have a ghost story that you would like to be told on this podcast, we'll uh, if we get enough of them, we'll do a whole episode. Yeah, I'm re- I'll, that sounds great. I'm really excited for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So hope you have a, a wonderful holiday, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Witchy Spellcast. Join us next week for some more magical goodness.